the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Disciples Pathway Ministries. Welcome to Disciples Pathway Ministries, a mobile ministry with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Disciples Pathway Ministry is a mobile ministry advancing the kingdom of God so that no one is left behind when Jesus Christ, our King of Kings, returns for his great church. A prayer of David when he was in the wilderness of Judea. O oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. And in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. And my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. Father, how we thank you for your steadfast love, for allowing us this day again to come before you, to come into your presence. We glorify you. We pray that all that is said and done be to the glory and honor in your name and be pleasing in your sight that the hearers will hear and thereby be blessed. In the mighty, matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as it is written, so let it be done. Glorious, wonderful, awesome afternoon, family. We're so glad to be here again today. Uh, We just want to tell you guys how much we love you. We pray that everyone had an awesome, wonderful Independence Day celebration. And we are just excited to be back on the post. Minister Dion and I are here in studio once again with Pastor DeAndre K. Bell, who's going to bring a mighty word, a mighty word of God. When men pray, when men pray. Hello, family. Good afternoon, Minister Robbie Lilly. How are you? I'm awesome. Good afternoon, Mom. Good afternoon, family. Always a blessing to be here. And hey, when men pray, let's get into it. God is good. God is good. (laughs) I'm grateful to God for this, another privilege to come and share with you. And let me say thank you again, Minister Lilly, for allowing me this opportunity and this privilege to share with you my feeble preaching of my understanding of what God is trying to do in the lives of his people. Last week, when I shared with you all, we talked about men finding their identity, locating their purpose, and then ultimately finding direction in life. Mm -hmm. And I want to continue in that same vein by simply sharing with us today about when a man prays. Mm -hmm. There is found in 2 Kings chapter 20, a story about King Hezekiah. King Hezekiah finds himself ill and the prophet Isaiah comes in. And the prophet Isaiah gives him a word that God has spoken to him to tell Hezekiah to set his house in order Mm -hmm. because he's going to die and not live. But during the course of Isaiah delivering that word to King Hezekiah, King Hezekiah turns his face to the wall, the Bible says, Mm -hmm. and he prays. 
So what is it that drives a man to prayer? What is it that causes a man to fall on his knees before an omnipotent and omniscient and omnipresent God to say, God, I cannot do this alone. I need your guidance. I need your direction. And that's really just what I want to share with us for the next few minutes when a man praise. Hezekiah, I am convinced, faced four crises during the course of his life. And I think every man at some point will face these same crises. The first crises that Hezekiah faced was a crisis of idolatry. Mm. He had to decide whether or not he was going to serve the idols that his father served or whether or not he was going to serve the true and living God. And every man has to make a decision in his own life on whether or not they are going to serve idols, whether it be the idol of their job, the idol of their family, the idol of the material things that they have acquired. Mm. But what idol are you and I going to serve? So he faced the crisis of idolatry. But then Hezekiah also faced the crises of invasion. Mm. His kingdom was constantly being attacked by the enemy. And whether we realize it or not, the devil's aim, the devil's plan is to destroy men. Because if I can bind the strong man of the house, that's what Jesus says in Mark chapter 12 and verse 29, that when the enemy comes, he wants to bind the strong man of the house. If I can bind the strong man of the house, then I can ultimately take control of the house. So we have to be on guard. We have to be watching out for the invasion of the enemy because he seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus tells us in John 10, 10, I have come that you might have life (laughs) and life more abundantly. So Hezekiah faces the crises of idolatry. He faces the crises of invasion. But then there's another crisis that Hezekiah faces, and that's the crises of integrity. Mm. He had to decide that when other people are not watching, when other people are not looking, am I going to live the kind of life in private that I also live in public? Because Hezekiah invited some people to his kingdom instead of him boasting about what God had done in his life, Hezekiah finds himself boasting about himself. And we all have to acknowledge whether we want to realize it or not, that where we are, we have not gotten there because we have tied our own bootstraps or Hmm. we pulled ourselves up by our own bootstraps. Because even if you've been able to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, who gave you the boots to begin with? Yeah, and And the feet. When you and I, I'm sorry, go right ahead. And the feet. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Who gave you the feet and the boots? And so Hezekiah has to make a decision for himself on whether or not he, when he faces this crisis of integrity, which direction is he going to uh, turn? Mm. And then finally, after he faces the crises of idolatry, the crises of invasion, the crises of integrity, Hezekiah finally faces the crises of the inevitable. Mm. The prophet says, you're going to die mm. and not live. And if Jesus delays his coming, all of us are going to close our eyes on this side uh, only to open them on the other side. Mm. And how does Hezekiah face the crises of the inevitable? Has he prepared himself because the prophet tells him to set his house in order? Mm. And I think that's what God is saying to every man today. Set your house in order. But in order to set your house in order, you yourself have to be in order. Have I equipped myself? Has God given me the tools 
tools in order to lead my family and to guide my family. So when Hezekiah faces the inevitable, he's not ready. So he turns his face to the wall and he pleads, he prays to God. And I think each of us needs to remember when we pray what William Barclay says in his book, The Prodigals and Those That Love Him, that there are three things that we ought to remember when we pray. Mm -hmm. He says the first thing that we should remember is the love of God that wants the best for us. I don't know any father who does not want the best for their children. And just like we as earthly fathers want the best for our children, our heavenly father wants the best for us. But then he says the second thing that we need to remember is the wisdom of God knows what is best for us. Mm. As I've indicated to you all, I've made a whole lot of mistakes in my life. And many of us can acknowledge that we've all made mistakes in our lives. And as we invest in these younger men and as, as we invest in our own children, we don't want them to make the same mistakes that we have made because we have already passed this way. And so the wisdom of God knows what is best for us. But then he says we have to always remember that the power of God is able to accomplish it. We have to recognize that God has the power to accomplish that that we ask him uh, to accomplish. So when Hezekiah prays, I think that there are three things that we need to remember as men when we pray. First, God hears our prayers. Amen. Oftentimes we become lonely, we feel lonely, we feel isolated, and we don't know whether or not God is actually hearing our prayers. I had a point in my own life I questioned whether or not God was hearing my prayers because I would lie down in the bed and after praying, I said to myself, maybe I need to be down on my knees praying. Mm. But then I realized that whether I'm lying down or whether I'm on my knees or whether I have my hands lifted before God, God still hears my prayers. And when I pray to him, I have to earnestly believe that he can do exactly what I have asked him to do. James tells us that we have not because we ask not. Mm. And then when we ask, we ask amiss because we don't even believe that God can do what (laughs) we've asked him to do. The story is told of a pastor who had asked his congregation to pray for rain. And so he asked them to pray that God would send rain the following Sunday. And when they came to the church, the pastor did not ask them how many of you all prayed for rain, but rather he asked them how many of you all brought an umbrella. Look at that. If you're praying for God to send <laughs> rain, you need to be prepared for the rain that God is going Amen. to send. Right. So we need to bring an umbrella if we're asking God to send the rain. But then not only does God hear our prayers, but we need to know that God heeds our prayers. Mm. That's simply saying that God pays attention to the things that we ask him for. And Hezekiah turns his face to the wall. And I don't know about you, Minister Dion, but there have been times in my life where I've had to turn my face to the wall because I've turned to my family members. I've turned to my friends. I've turned to my wife. I've turned to my mother. I've turned to my father. But to no avail, now I need to turn to something that that is stable, something mm. that is unmovable. Okay. And so Hezekiah turns his face to the wall. And when he turns his face to the wall, he is pleading with God that God would pay careful attention to the way he's tried to live his life. None of us are perfect. 
But I don't think God is concerned about the perfection in our lives, but I do know that he is concerned about the direction of our lives. And so Hezekiah turns his face to the wall and he pleads with God that you know what I've tried to do, God. You know the kind of life that I've tried to live in your presence. And when he pleads to God, God then answers his prayer, which means that God not only hears our prayers and God not only heeds our prayers, but God also honors our prayers. There we go. We learned that in the book of Luke when Zechariah goes into the temple, the angel comes to him and says, God has heard your prayer. Mm. Or even when Peter responds to Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, when he, when he tells him that you don't need to pray about that situation any longer because God has already heard you. Mm. But what I like more than that is in Acts chapter 12 when Peter finds himself locked away in prison. Yes. And the Bible says that the church goes into earnest prayer for him. Mm. And then the knock comes at the door and that thing that they've been praying about the answer is already at the door and a little girl goes to the door she recognizes the voice on the other side of the door and she goes back and tells them to stop praying but they (laughs) say girl you don't know what you're talking about she says no the answer to our prayer is already at the door and so you and I when we pray God has already answered our prayer the question is whether or not we're going to open the door and receive the answer that God has provided for us us. And so as we continue this journey to share with men as they develop their identity, find their purpose and direction in life, ultimately that can only be found when we go to God in prayer. And we have to find ourselves like Hezekiah of turning our face to the wall so that God will hear and answer our prayers. The story is told of a man who was trying to use a phone outside of a motel. Hmm. He went into the phone booth, put the receiver to his ear. And I know today we don't they don't even have pay phones any longer. Mm-hmm. Right. But he went into the booth, put the receiver to his ear and there was no dial tone. So he racked the receiver against the phone and still put it to his ear and there was no dial tone. A little boy saw the man struggling to use the payphone, and he went out to try to help him. He pulled the man's coat, and the man said, don't you see that I'm busy? He put it to his ear again, and still no dial tone, mm. nothing. Nobody was on the other line, and finally, the boy pulled his coat again, and the man turned around and said, what do you want? Mm. He said, sir, if you go in the phone booth, close the door, the light will come on, and the operator will come on the line. <laughs> All I'm trying to tell these men today is go into your secret closet. Yes. Close the door, the light will come on, and Jesus will come on the line. Yes. Maybe that's why the songwriter said Jesus is on the main line. Tell Amen. him what you want. <laughs> if you need healing, tell him what you want. If you need deliverance, tell him what you want. If you need love, tell him what you want. And that's all I'm trying to share with these men as you all have given me this opportunity to share share with us over these next few weeks that if we just humble ourselves before the very presence of God, God will lead us and guide us and provide us with everything that we need. Thank God that we don't have to cross over the water to get to no temple and we ain't got to build no elaborate tabernacles and and, and places in the backyard to go to, but right where he was standing, turned toward the wall, a closet right there. We said earlier in our messages, uh, uh, earlier messages, we go into the closet to do what? Change. All right, take off what's old and put on what's new to hear the voice of God so that we have that omni 
omnipresent God. Absolutely. He's everywhere at yes, all he times. At all and time. he awaits for a week. Oftentimes we, we you know, speak on waiting on God, but oftentimes he waits on God us. God waits on us. Amen. Right. Yes. Amen. And even when you don't come out the closet, he'll come in. Yeah. Hallelujah. He's that kind of God. You know, he he love a good old closet prayer, you heard? <laughs> How about that? So and and you know, God meets us where we are and he's calling us to meet folk where they are. So we have to just continue on knowing that nothing we do for the Lord is in vain. And we want the men of God, the people of God, to be encouraged, young and old, to know that there is a God that loves them. And if we, the Bible say, being we can know how to give gifts to our children, how much more? Him being our Heavenly Father, shall he not give good gifts to those who, once again, ask? Hallelujah, because Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed, but he began to remind God about the things he had done done. You know <laughs> and look at here, God, you, 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 you remember when <laughs> such and what, you heard me, even with King Jehoshaphat, he began to remind God, now God, these folks coming up against us and everything, and we're going to need some help up in this battle, you understand? The Lord saying, the battle's not yours, it's mine. He that same God today, letting his sons know the battle is not yours, son, it's mine. You heard me? So bring it to me in prayer. Turn your face to the wall. Humble yourself. Prayer is nothing more than our surrender to God. That's all. Mm. It's acknowledging that we are weak, but he is mighty. Yes. I know I'm going to upset some people, but I tell people all the time, stop saying that God won't put any more on you than you can bear. <laughs> because that's not true. <laughs> because if you could bear it, you would need God. Right. And the reason that he puts more on you than you mm. can bear is so that you can call on him yeah. and he can carry that load. Minister Dion and I were talking about uh, getting in shape and he was telling me about how he operates as a personal trainer and he works out and I was thinking to myself the purpose of a spotter Mm -hmm. is to help you when the load is too heavy and God becomes our spotter because no pain it's no a cliche, gain. but no gain. No true, gain. true, true. And so in order for me to build a stronger muscle, I have to lift stronger weights. Amen. And so even with God, he puts on us so that we will surrender to him and call on him. But if I can carry the load, there's no need in me calling God. Right, mm-hmm. right. And God has to oftentimes put us in that place. You know, I've, again, earlier messages, we looked at the word gym. We get the word gymnasium from the word gymnayu, which means place of resistance. Yeah. So we have to come into that place of resistance. And when we are unloaded with that weight, we do what's called of us, and then we re-rack that weight. We don't take that weight back to the car and back to the home. Yeah. Right, He said, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. We looked at that word care in, in Spanish and in Latin. It says preoccupy. Mm. God says, I am preoccupied, preoccupied yeah. with you. Yeah. I already know. I've already taken care of what you're trying to figure out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've already worked it out. Yeah, he said, before, it out. before you even prayed it, before you asked, I know what you have need of. You understand? And all your need, not needs with the S, but need. It's met according to his word, riches and glory. Lord, and who? Amen. Christ Jesus. Jesus. You heard me? You got to understand where these needs is coming from and how it's going to be met through Christ Jesus. So you can't get it through Buddha, smoking marijuana, all these false gods and, 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 and sustenance that you think going to give you the peace. It's temporary, beloved. It's a smoke screen. They coming with smoke with Holy Spirit coming with fire. With fire. Amen. Amen. I was Jesus. just sharing with a young man the other day because he was talking about how he now smokes marijuana and mm-hmm. he was drinking alcohol. And I said to him that after you come back down from the high, the problem is still there. 
Right. After you come back down from your drinking binge, your mm-hmm. problems have learned how to swim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't drink the problems away. You can't smoke the problems away. They're still going to be there. Yes. You need something that is going to provide a long-term solution and Absolutely. not what you just said, a temporary solution. Yes. Right. Yes. And only God can provide that long-term solution. Life is, of course, a journey. It's going to go over mountains. It's going to twist and turn. But you and I have to adjust to the road. The road does not adjust to us. Amen. And I think that Ford commercially is built for the road ahead. Yeah. Okay. And God has built each of us for the road ahead. Yes, sir. Every now and then, the tires are going to have to be changed. Yeah. The oil is going to have mm-hmm. to be changed because yeah. maintenance has to occur in our own lives. But if we maintain our lives the way God desires us to maintain them, we can live the kind of life that yeah. will be pleasing to him and that kind of life that will bring joy and not happiness. Yeah. Th- that word happiness has yeah. to do with happening. And right. I, it's bad grammar, but you'll get my meaning. If ain't nothing happening, most folk ain't happy. There we go. And, and God never promised us happiness. He promised us joy. Yeah. And, and that joy comes even in the midst of pain. That joy comes even in the midst of trials and tribulations. And so while we're going through life, we have to acknowledge that God can carry me safely through this yeah. if I put my trust in him. Yeah. And the question is not whether or not uh, God, whether or not I trust God. The real question is, can God trust me? Exactly mm. true. Uh, mm. That's why Minister <laughs> Dion talks about his children, and as they grow, I'm, I'm sure your daughter is like most other children. She loves sweets and candies. Oh, yes. But you oh, don't yeah. give her a whole bag of candy at one time. No, sir. Because you know that she <laughs> will eat that entire bag at one time. Right. Amen. But you give her a piece at a time, and that's what God has to do in our lives. Mm-hmm. He gives us a piece at a time mm-hmm. to measure our maturity, to know how much we can handle when the crises and problems come in our lives. Amen. Yes, sir. What an on time word. What an on-time word. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength, Pastor. You understand? He's saying in our weakness, he's made strong. And oftentimes I've learned my greatest lessons when I was hard-headed and hmm. in broken status. My, my big mama used to tell me all the time, I'm a big mama child. You understand? She tell me all the time because I was going to live that turned-up way. I was going to wherever the party, wherever I went, that's where the party was in my mind. You understand? <laughs> she used to tell me all the time, you need to slow down, you know, because you uh, – uh, you're going to run out before them streets run out. <laughs> well, Mama, I'm about to go see. You understand? Know I didn't say it out loud, but I was thinking. You I, I went on out there, and she was right. She was absolutely right. And uh, it's good for living, uh, family. We have to know and understand, can God trust us? Can he trust you? Can he trust me? You understand? And that's, that's, that needs to be a working process in our life to make, find ourselves to be trustworthy towards God. You understand? Because God is faithful. Who, whatever he promised, he's able to perform it. You Amen. heard me? He say even when we're not faithful, he cannot deny himself. He remains faithful. So it ain't about if we can trust him, but can he trust us with the gifts and the talents that he give us the things that he have a desire to give us, but yet cannot entrust it to us because we're not mature. As pastor said, we're not ready. I'm not going to, I love my glam baby. Everybody who have heard me know that, <laughs> but it's just certain things. I'm not going to give her. She'll come to my house, go in my closet, start talking about, Ooh, goo, goo, got girl, come out of there. You, know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ain't ready for them high heels yet. Let that leave them alone now. Cause I have right. to find them once she leaves. Cause she don't, you know, but that's the nature of life. We have to be ready for the things God's going to give us. Cause he's not going to give it until we're ready. 
Absolutely. Amen. So, you know, just reviewing, even that word trust, you know, when we tell the truth, that has to do with our response. Yeah. And if we can be trusted, that has to do with our responsibility, our ability to respond with what God has entrusted Amen. us with. Amen. All right. So family, each and every one of you, just like Pastor Bell mentioned last week, are loaded down with some type of gift, some type of talent. And God wouldn't have gave it to you if he couldn't if he couldn't trust you with it. Can he trust you, family? Can he trust you to carry that which he put on you? Yes. Family, he's going to give you all that you need, has already given you all that you need. Just like Hezekiah just had to turn to the wall, yeah. turn to him, seek his face. Yeah. Oftentimes we try to seek his hand, but we need to seek his face. Absolutely. Seek his face, seek his countenance, seek his character. Let those things of him get down in you so he can supply you with what you need, family. And if you're ready to step into that thing of what we're saying, sounding a little foreign, the Holy Spirit wants to come in and make these things clear to you. And if you will allow the Holy Spirit to come in in the receiving of salvation, these things, the sun will rise, family. The sun will rise and you'll be able to clearly see what's happening. If you're ready to receive of the Holy Spirit, Please repeat this prayer after me. Lord, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe you, the Son of God, hung in my place and then rose and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Lord, you are welcome in this place of my heart. May your spirit never depart. Receive me as I receive you this day. In his holy name we pray. Amen and amen. We love you at Disciple Pathway Ministries. And until next time, one voice, I speak life. Thanks for listening to Disciples Pathway Ministries with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Thanks for your prayers and for your gifts to his great work of God. For booking and requests for services, look up Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook. That's Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook.